time where the phone never stops ringing. Cold calls and spam emails seem to pour in endlessly. And there is always someone that wants to buy you lunch for the chance to make you a client. This is where real salespeople pitch solutions to real problems while we snuff out the BS. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast with your host, Voron Spivak. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. We're here, we're at Churrasco's. If you've never heard of or tried the four or six pack, the family packs that they're doing right now in adjustment to the COVID and everything going on, check them out. I'm gonna make sure the website is in our show notes. I hope you take a look. We're doing something really special for our listeners, which is when you order a four pack or a six pack for your family, we're gonna include an OGG and Tumblr. So definitely let us know, let them know that you heard about Churrasco's on the Oil & Gas Pitch podcast. So today, my guest is Michael O'Sullivan. He is the energy industry executive at Nutanix. And first, I wanna say welcome, welcome, Michael. One of the things that, you know, it's, it's interesting about your role is it's very much you were brought into this position purely to do what you know how to do in the oil and gas industry. That's right. Yeah. My whole career has been in Houston and originally in a lot of my career was in consulting, like big IT consulting projects and things like that. Then I worked with, so we always had a lot of, you know, customers that were either, either operators or oil field service companies, EPCs. And then I spent a few years with some smaller kind of boutique software companies that had really niche products that were aimed at kind of the really interesting stuff that as a consultant, I didn't really ever get to see but the parts of the business where the science and engineering is happening. And so got to, to kind of get inside some of those areas like seismic interpretation and, you know, subsea planning and design and, and, and things like that. And so going to Nutanix was really the, the mission was to take my industry experience working with all the different people in the industry and then like build a relationship with that community and and then help us understand it so we can align our products and our offerings to the industry and just kind of, you know, make a little bit more magic between the between Nutanix and people in this community. Well, that's pretty neat because, you know, when you think of someone like you with this background, being able to kind of pre-make the adjustments that a lot of people need to be industry specific, right? It's almost like your experience and and what you've what you've been able to do brings all of that not innovation, but just things that really make this fit into the oil and gas industry. That's right. Yeah, especially for Nutanix, because Nutanix is is a company, so we're an IT infrastructure company, right? So uh, IT, <laughs> oh, sorry, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. So, IT infrastructure. infrastructure. Yeah, what is yeah. what infrastructure do we see in IT? Yeah, so the first interesting thing about being an IT infrastructure company is <laughs> off the top of your head, there's not really any particular alignment a particular industry most of the time, right? It's kind of a horizontal thing. And so to try to get vertical with that is an interesting challenge. What it means is if you're not part of the weird IT world, infrastructure is just what we mean by, like when you run an app on your laptop mm -hmm. or on your phone or, sure. or whatever, like, like it doesn't just run in the air in front <laughs> of you, right? It has to, it has to have something, well, there's nano computers. Sure. But, that's a different, right? Well, but it has to have like something to run. So you have like your laptop and your phone, but that, but has that, has, go that has software running on it and it's connecting to things in mm -hmm. other places. And so when you hear people talk about infrastructure, they talk about 
compute and storage, servers, storage, networks, all those things that are kind of all the plumbing that makes the stuff work. And in a large enterprise, that can be a big, complex world. It's, it's non-trivial, right? Oh, okay, so with that being said, and thank you, by the way, because uh, this infrastructure thing, it's new to me, and, and that doesn't mean much because I'm obviously not in the tech industry like day in, day out. But I got to ask, when it comes to what Nutanix does and then this role that you have and what we're about to get into, who is the audience? Like for you, who are the people that are really talking to you day in, day out about you know, adding this into their company or, or purchasing from you, who should be really tuning in right now and listening to what we're about to get into? That's a good question. So typically, so when Nutanix people go out into the world and talk to customers or potential customers and try to persuade them that, you know, what we have is, is really valuable. Most of the time they're talking to the people in the IT world who, or I should say historically, they talk to the people in the IT world who kind of know. So when I, so if you talk about, you know, the different strategies to storage, or if you talk about hyperconverged infrastructure, like they know what you're talking about. And now we're going to have a discussion about about why what we do is better mm-hmm. than our competitors. The people I end up speaking to, because I'm focusing more on an industry, is not so much in the data center where you have a lot of those conversations, but it's more. The people who are on the business side or maybe kind of in that middle zone now that we call digital, mm-hmm. where they're trying to advance these technology initiatives. And maybe they're kind of scratching their head or they're a little frustrated, like, I don't understand why we can't just get these innovations going and get them out there and make them work. And, and so what I try to do is help those people understand that, well, besides all the really cool stuff that's coming out of the lab, in the way of analytics and data science and and there's lots of like smart people working that problem you know it becomes somebody's job to make that run in the real world Mm -hmm. and oil and gas (laughs) highly distributed you know you're, you're talking about across technical disciplines across geographies across companies in some cases so in another room, there's like some poor IT person going, <laughs> like, how are we? And yeah. it's, it's the same as when, like, it's the same as back some years ago. If you were around to remember, you know, some of the early web initiatives mm-hmm. when, let's just say when the year didn't start with a two. And there was all these great ideas, right? E-commerce and everybody wanted to do all this stuff online. Sure. And, and I was part of the teams that were trying to put that stuff together. And you had these business people going to conferences and hearing about all this cool stuff that you could do, right? And they're like, yeah, we want to do all this business online. And then inevitably there was always that IT guy that walked in the room and was like, hold on yeah. folks, yeah. it's not that easy, sure. right? And it was sure. never, the, pro- the challenges weren't about the programming of the applications or the websites, it was usually about things like security and performance Mm -hmm. and scaling and how to interconnect all these things in different places. And, you know, you'd hear people talk about inside the DMZ and outside the DMZ. And we have those same challenges today with Mm -hmm. with digital. So the people that are making decisions on this that could be listening and go like, you know what, what I'm about to learn is really going to be something I can apply. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Thanks for bringing me back to the question. Yes. There. Um, <laughs> so yeah. the point is, is that if you are a person working more business oriented, maybe on the operational side or in digital, and what you hear me talk about might be something that you could take to your IT 
friends. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want to walk in a room and say, why aren't you guys doing this over here, right? Yeah. But, you could, but you could say, hey, I learned about this thing, and it sounds like it solves the problems that you guys are dealing with. You know, maybe you, know, yeah. you, you want to take a look at it. And that's something, and I know we're about to get this thing kicked off, but before we do, I just want to talk a little bit about IT, OT, and digital, just to clarify, because yeah, yeah. you know, I always joke around, I have low T, which is low technology, yeah, right? Yeah. So the idea would be IT, I think I understand what that is. OT is operational technology right so and just so you know they don't let me touch the equipment either (laughs) so okay so and this terminology has just kind of evolved recently but i I think recently but it is information technology right yeah that those are that's the stuff that when you're working on your computer and you know that there's this thing called a server it's somewhere in a data center and and the network and and you get these messages that say you're not going to be able to do anything for the next four hours because you know we're changing everything out like like that that's the it world that i think people are familiar with yeah but in oil and gas like a few other industries like a lot of industries but it's really big in oil and gas Mm -hmm. there's this whole other world like when you go out to a well site or you go to you know any anywhere on the edge and we're going to talk about the edge right where the where the where the drilling happens where the where the production and the processing and the transportation and the refine like when you go out there there's not necessarily a whole lot of people in cubicles working on stuff but there's a lot of computers out there and they're doing stuff that they've been doing for a long time and those all those computing systems are there to support those operational functions and so it's things like process controls and SCADA and, and process automation and things like that. Well, that's what we call operational technology. And oddly enough, the people that have been looking after IT over the years and the people who have been looking after OT don't, those are kind of like different worlds. Mm. They have been different worlds. They didn't need to work together. They didn't really occasionally, they can, but for the most part, they did their own thing. Well, it's almost like when you go to one of these technology companies, like the big ones, it's like everything's about how much Captain Crunch cereal they have in the lunchroom. You know, it's like everyone's wearing a hoodie. They're eating some sugar cereal. I would love to see it if there was a way to get the OT guys and the IT guys. And, yeah. And, and you're missing the digital. What's this digital? Right, so digital is, what's, <laughs> digital is what's forcing the two to come together. Okay. So so it's not Captain Crunch or Lucky Charms. We're going no, to we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have breakfast cereal for dinner. Yeah. So... Digital. Yeah. So I'll, so here's a little a little story. And basically, the OT people have been out there taking care of these systems, running these systems. These are things that like, right, there's like a sensor, gets a reading, mm-hmm. registers, you know, says you need to adjust this valve. So yeah. maybe it happens automatically. Maybe somebody adjusts the valve, whatever. Like those systems, those people... The way those work is number one, they produce a lot of data, all these sensors and all this stuff's going on, right? You got all this all this data being generated, but for the most part, historically, that data is mainly just used to support that function in time. Mm. So once that valve's been adjusted, then that data isn't really like it mm-hmm. goes into a into a place, a historian, right? Where mm-hmm. like if you wanted to go look at it, but for the most part, it's not really like you're not really doing anything with sure. that anymore. And then you're on to the next thing. And these are critical operations, right? These are yeah. things where you can't have any down, you know, downtime results in really big financial losses or, or things happen and people get hurt. So now, but here comes digital. Mm-hmm. Okay. So digital, so digital is the uh, digital world, digital transformation. What is something that the oil and gas industry has just recently gotten serious about? 
Okay. Recently, like, I mean, in the last few years. Yeah. So what that is about, I mean, it's about a lot of different things. So I'm going to give like a short version, right? Is in this case, what we're talking about with IT and OT, it's about saying, hey, all that data that you're generating out there, we can use that to like run through these like algorithms and machine learning and do analytics. Like we can use that data to learn things about what's happening and then, and then either drive back out like operational like refinements or autom- auto- just automate mm. things or like there's all this stuff we can do with that data that makes the operations faster, cheaper, you know, safer for people, things like that. But all we got to do is get at the data. And that's where you got the OT person going, hold on like you can't just come in here first of all these systems are old they're fragile like you can't just come in here and start tapping in and grabbing data things got like that it. okay but digital says well we got this digital roadmap so oil companies are saying digital transformation we need digital transformation to basically survive going forward mm-hmm. because during the last downturn they did all the mechanical tricks to improve operations, right? They said they, they did all the things that they already knew how to do to streamline and make things more efficient. And okay, now we can make money at 50 or 60 bucks a barrel, or maybe we can break even or whatever. And so they, they used the traditional methods of reducing cost during the last downturn. But that wasn't, even before this recent downturn, that wasn't really good enough because the investors were kind of not happy. Mm-hmm. So they said, we gotta get serious about this thing called digital transformation. So mm. what does it mean? So they took people and they, from like the business technical disciplines and they assigned them and said, you're going to be in charge of the digital roadmap for this company wow. in this area in, in, in subsea planning, right? And you're going to be in charge of the digital roadmap. And so these are people who come from a technical background, but an operational technical background, right? They're engineers, they're scientists, whatever they are. And, and now they're trying to figure out how do we advance these initiatives? And that causes... IT and OT to come together to uh, figure out how do we, so you're running all those systems out there, those SCADA systems and those process control systems, and the IT guys want to come and they want to tap into that and they want to start getting the data and doing stuff with it and shipping it back to the cloud or the data center or whatever. And then they want to like take the results <laughs> and send it back into your world and change the way that you're working. And so you have this triangle of there's somebody who's driving the digital roadmap yeah. who's saying, I know what my business mandate is. I know what my business objective is. I've got these KPIs that I need to hit. And the IT and the OT guys are trying to figure out how to make that. Well, that's what I'm excited to get into, because the more that I've learned, like, I, you know, I did a little bit of research and it's almost like Nutanix is this place where you have five or six products that you guys can bundle together. And suddenly all of these components can actually or 12. Yeah. So there's like this plethora of, of 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 products. But really in the oil and gas industry with what you've been doing is you've been trying to get those down to really the most, the six most yes. required what, to what, do. What's what going to make a difference. Yes, right? yeah. To make the impact. Yeah. So funny you should say that. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm going th- <laughs> to. OTX. We, the good news is we already covered the three next slides. Oh, really? So we can skip past okay. those. I just want to throw this up just for a second. We'll come back to it. But OTX is our latest kind of packaged solution aimed at this industry. It's particularly focused on the edge and edge compute. You know, like not everyone knows what the edge edge is, is, right? right? Yeah. So in this industry, well, really in any industry, when we talk about the edge, well. And it's not like where your kids drive you crazy and you're ready to jump out the window. Off the edge, (laughs) right. 
that the edge yes i think the terms can probably be interchangeable at times but the edge is outside of the standard data center office even cloud now we've got we've got a lot mm-hmm. happening in the cloud right we'll talk about cloud but we have a lot happening in the cloud a lot happening in the data center but the edge is where like where all the big computers are and all the stuff is the edge is not there it's out there where the actual operations are happening in the field. So in this industry, it's out there on the at the well sites or it's okay. in the refineries or it's and, and it goes back to what I said before. There's computers out there doing yeah. stuff, right? And that's the edge. So it's so just make sure I understand this right. The edge might be where your furthest end user could be out in the field. Right. Or or even just uh even if your end user is a device, actually, uh, right, a drone yeah. or a, right. or an AUV, you know, well, underwater. Sure. Thing, right. So, and that's what's challenging in this industry about the edge. So, if you're in the retail industry, the edge is a store. Well, a store is still a building with air mm-hmm. conditioning and like a road that leads to it, and you can yeah. get people there. The edge in oil and gas is is a harsh environment. A yes. lot of times, it's remote. Like you got to wait for the next helicopter <laughs> to yeah. get you there. So if you're a if you're an IT organization that's trying to support these things, yes. it's hard to get people there. It's hard to get connectivity. Sometimes you know the the bandwidth coming out of these places is really low. So it's a very challenging environment to do stuff. That's great, and because uh, the takeaway really is is that it's a person, place, or thing. It can be literally a pump in the middle of nowhere, and right. suddenly you guys are bringing that to from a data standpoint to life. Yes. So. What we're trying to do is make it so that if you have to, if you want to deploy new digital computing solutions to the edge, which you do, everybody does, Mm -hmm. that's that's the kind of the linchpin of this whole thing, then we're going to make it easier for you. So Nutanix was started 10 years ago with the vision to make IT infrastructure invisible, right? So... And everything we do, wherever, in whatever industry or place, it's always about making the infrastructure part so simple and so easy that you don't have to worry about it, that you don't need armies of people swarming around, you know, keypads trying to trying to keep everything up and running and keep it and keep it, you know, and and fail over and or when it's time to deploy a new upgrade or something like that, right? The mm-hmm. whole vision of Nutanix is to make all that simple. And that's that's what our customers love, right? Well, if we can do that at the edge, that's a huge win for, because it's one thing to to operate all these systems in your data center. It's a whole nother thing to try to do it out in the middle of the Permian, right? Yes. Or out in the middle of the North <laughs> yeah. Sea. So what OTX is all about is about simplifying your ability to deploy these new digital solutions and operate them in these word places. So, and that's why the OT part, it kind of alludes to operational technology and X is Nutanix. So everything we do has to have an X in it. That's awesome. Well, that explains it. And I see the, I see Texas when I look at it, you know, TX. Yes. See this? That was the other thing. Different strokes, different folks. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, so you mentioned like the bundle, right? Like this half dozen products, like why those? What did like, like, is that part of what we're going to get into? Yes. Yeah, because OTX isn't a product by itself. It's actually, we've kind of assembled some very specific products that we have to create this solution. The idea is, again, you have these digital initiatives. You need to get them. It's one thing, you know, they're in the lab. 
right? And mm. they're cooking, right? And the data scientists are working, and the developers and people, and, and you've got and, and you got people. You know, there's some amazing innovations, great capabilities mm-hmm. coming from. The operators coming from independent software vendors, coming from the cloud companies, coming from these aggressive startups that are coming out of nowhere with these great ideas, mm-hmm. right? So they're innovating and they're in the lab and they're creating these things. But you got to get that out into the real world and get it deployed and run it and operate it at scale with reliability and security and all these things. There's a, a McKinsey article that came out just this past March that said they were estimating, it, I forget the percent, it was a large percentage. It mm-hmm. was something like half mm-hmm. of digital transformation initiatives stall during scaling. So what they mean by during scaling is when like you're coming out of like, okay, we made it work here in in the lab and now we got to get it out there wherever it's scale And, and, the and real that's world. where it kind of falls apart. So that is where... But see, that would that would kind of freak me out if I was the client or person trying to do this. It's like, here it is. You think you have a solution. It looks good in a lab, but then you go out and you do it in the real world and everything just turns to crap. Yes. That's, <laughs> is that, uh, that's more or less what, what can happen. And that's why... So that's why Nutanix, as an infrastructure company, that's why we get a seat at the digital strategy table I see. because it's one thing to do it you know what, what what works well in the pilot once the proof of concept is done how do you go circle the globe with that so mm. that's why we get involved kind of at that level no that's really great so if this is the takeaway from here i'm ready for i'm ready for your next slide it's like slide okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. so i want to i'm going to shift gears a little bit okay. talk about this thing called hybrid cloud so, because it's, if you run in tech circles at all right now, you hear people talk about hybrid cloud or multi-cloud. Hybrid cloud's a thing. Everybody's investing in it. Microsoft has made a lot of investments in hybrid cloud. Yeah, what Amazon, is this right? hybrid so, cloud? So, as you can see by the picture, so by hybrid cloud, what, what people mean is bringing together all your clouds. So your public <laughs> cloud, right? You might, so have, you might have private cloud, yeah. public cloud. Now yeah. we're gonna talk about edge cloud, right? You have, might have multiple public clouds because you're doing something over here with AWS and something over there with Azure. So bringing all that together, but not just like having it all like in, in a in a box, but actually being able to unify all of those different environments so that you can deploy and operate cohesive solutions across all of them. So again, the power of the cloud computing and all those places and it so at Nutanix we like to say you know, cloud everywhere. Don't don't say cloud first. A lot of companies say, well, we have a cloud first strategy. And then if we can't do it in the cloud, then we'll do it somewhere. Mm. Well, the cloud isn't really a place. I mean, I know your photos yes. are in the cloud yeah. and you don't know where yeah. that is, but, sure. but the cloud I always is, imagine at the bottom of some like parking garage in the middle of Chicago or something. Yeah, like that. yeah that is a good like, <laughs> like there's just like some lights and some heat coming out of the right. ground and they're going like, yeah, that's, that's really where the cloud is. Right, that is, that is where the cloud is. So, Cloud is a way of computing, and that's that was kind of how Nutanix got this, their start. And we don't really have time to go into like what all that's about. But the point is, is that the same magic that happens in a cloud data center yeah. in the cloud, that same magic can bring all kinds of goodness to all of your environments. Mm. And so, the idea of public cloud, I mean, of of a hybrid cloud, is have cloud computing in all your different places and then leverage that and use that in an integrated uniform fashion to mm-hmm. to to do good things. So 
So that's a big deal. It's out there. People are investing a lot in it. Nutanix has a bunch. We have things that we can do to help people. Like, for example, we got a, a new product coming out right now called Nutanix Clusters. It's amazing because it allows you, you can basically go, if you have stuff at AWS and their cloud, if you're a Nutanix customer, you can run all the stuff that you have running at AWS, you can run on Nutanix at AWS mm-hmm. instead of on their, so you, it's, it's there in their data yes. center, but it's running on Nutanix, which means it's running on the same stuff that you're running in your data center and wherever else. So now all of a sudden you have this uniform environment. So we have a lot of goodness that we can bring to hybrid cloud, but for today, edge is king, right? The, all the, the experts are all agreed on this. It's, it's at the edge that holds the most promise for transforming the oil and gas industry and, 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 and making transforming it, it how in production or is it transforming it in like like what is this thing where people are going hey now that we're in 2020 and we have this kind of technology this is a game changer right it's it's all about it's about reducing cycle times it's about reducing the amount of risk that you take when you make decisions or you do things it's about safety hsc right mm-hmm. you can keep it i mean i mean there's now capabilities that and we're working on some of this with kind of in a, another project where yeah. like you can point a camera at things and then you know how like your photos, it tells you like, this is my brother. Yeah, right? sure. And he knows where, even yeah. when he was two years old, like where sure. he, right? Well, that same technology can look at different scenarios in out there in, in these remote areas and know whether like something's laying in the middle of the place that's not supposed to be there yeah. or somebody's not wearing the right equipment or there's a kind of a, a perimeter reach or something like right. that. Right, so, so it's so. almost like the, with technology, you could actually manage things that you really otherwise would not see through cameras and this technology of identifying yes, happenings right or taking sensor readings and and basically if you can if you can use that data and analyze it and come up with new conclusions i mean if you're if you're doing directional drilling in a shale play and you want to do a better job of in, in all these different ways right so if you could take that data run analytics and then figure out oh we need to we need to change this we need to change that we should be using this prop instead of that problem we right in the past like humans had to like sit down and try to figure all that stuff right. out now you can do it fast yeah so so the edge is a big deal everybody like I said or no i didn't say this yet mm. i talked about mckinsey there's yes. a gartner right now is saying that in five years they're saying in five years 2025 75% of enterprise data, 75% is going to get created and processed outside of a traditional data center or class or a, a centralized, I should mm. say, a centralized data center cloud environment. So 75% of it's going to be of data is going to be getting created and processed at the edge. So even if they're half right about that, it's huge. Well, is there, that is huge. And what about the world of can someone privately have a cloud? Like, can we just do our own clouds or yes. do we always have to ride on someone else's cloud? That, no, so that's, so, so private cloud is all about in your own facility, whether it be your central data center or your remote office or whatever, your, whatever facility, is about taking the same approach, the same cloud computing approach, which is based on hyperconverged infrastructure, which basically says instead of having storage arrays and and all these compute racks mm-hmm. and and all this that's managing the networking, like it's all managed by. So if you walk into a Google or or a Amazon mm-hmm. or a Yahoo data yeah. center, what you're going to see is all these all these 
one U servers, right? They're all exactly the same instead of all these different specialized pieces of hardware because all of that stuff, compute and storage and, and everything is being managed by the software. The software defines all that. Mm -hmm. So if you want more, you just add more of these things and the software defines it. All right, quick question on, so if somebody's listening and they've got, I'm just, I'm guessing, let's say they have 52 pieces of equipment out in the middle of nowhere, right? Yep. Like, where does the, where does where does what you guys do in identifying those pieces of equipment where does it become what would be like from start to finish where the edge is now calculating and sharing information in other words does someone give you a spreadsheet and go like here's my 52 pieces of equipment and their dimensions or do you guys like drive a truck out there and physically see them like what how is it going from just a, a thought to a meeting with you to actually knowing that a certain pump is about to blow because it's redlining or because that's really what the, where that would happen right the sure edge? yeah that is so unpack let me, that let me break that down yeah. a little bit. so the first thing the first problem is let's take a look at this this is a is that the spaghetti it's my high it's my highly scientific it's either a petri dish diet. or a bowl of spaghetti it's a bowl of spaghetti okay so digital the digital capabilities that i we were talking about before yes. those are the things that want to be able to go out there and do like what you just said right mm -hmm. preventative maintenance that's another great application for for digital transformation if i can instead of sending a person around in a truck mm -hmm. checking on all of these these facilities yes. right if i can use the data not just to find out when something is broken, but predict when something is going mm -hmm. to fail, right? Mm -hmm. Then it's a game changer. It changes the economics, right, of what I'm doing. So here's the problem. So again, we, we talked about how all those systems are already out there. They're already doing stuff. Now, here comes digital, and they wanna, they wanna latch onto it, and they wanna get into the data and use it and do things. And, and there's some problems that happen, mm -hmm. right? First problem is, there's a lot of concern out there about security and reliability and stability and don't mess with it because it can't break. We don't want to connect this thing to the internet. Are you kidding? We don't want somebody mm -hmm. like having internet access to our pipeline. So that's the first challenge. The next challenge is most of those systems out there are old. Like they were designed many years ago. Mm -hmm. They're still running on, on Windows XP in some cases. <laughs> I'm not making this up, right? Yeah. They still like like they still have like there's a computer sitting over here and it has and it and it has to be that computer because it's the only one that has that particular like SCSI like connector on the back yes. of it that connects to the thing that right. <laughs> sure. And so problem there is this is not an environment digital comes in and they want to run in in containers and microservices and they want and you need micro segmentation for network security and it's a whole new so all that stuff was talking about cloud yeah like when you bring the cloud computing world out there to the edge it's a whole different paradigm yeah so because it might not even have the technology there on site to even do what we're, no they don't they're not going to yeah. right and so yeah. what you really need is this is where I get to yeah. make the actual. Well, and, the, and a listener could be right now hearing like cha-ching, 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 because to do this sounds like a pretty big project. Yeah, so there's so there's two ways to do this. Okay. One way is the way a lot of people have already maybe started, which is my spaghetti bowl, okay. which is to use the tools that you have at hand, all the different products from the different vendors, yeah. right, and start wiring stuff up. 
this is what we did back in the old web days when they yes. said we want to do this this we want to extend these we want this data to be accessible to those people yes. out there like we like scripted stuff yeah. and we like you know and you're yes. bungee cording things together so there are tools out there for doing this or for you know like okay well we got to use this for the security yes. and we're going to use this but over you're here essentially just stringing things together you're and cobbling together a bunch of stuff and right? am i right to think like when it comes to it and ot and even digital you know, when it comes to, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but it's like if somebody hires an attorney for, let's say, a divorce attorney or a business attorney, no matter what, they're getting paid by like the project happening. There's not really tied to the ultimate ending of how right. it ends. I mean, unless, I mean, I know there's some ways, like if it's a contingency, but just when you're paying somebody to do something that you're just trusting them to do, it could go on and on and on. And if they don't know the most effective way, the most cost efficient way, then you're, you really need to have your checkbook open and it might never shut and right. you may never get to where you wanted to go. And the worst part is that the further along you get, with the spaghetti bowl, yeah, the less anybody wants to back up, right? Because now you're talking about, I mean, it's oh, political capital, right? Yes. Like you can't, like no, like well, we've already spent, and then you get the the sunk yes. cost fallacy yes. plus people's. Yeah. I'm not gonna say people's jobs or all yeah. that, but their but their reputation. Yeah. I went down this road, right? How do you like? So the further along you get with it, kind of the more the more like the deeper you are in the spaghetti. And this is where Nutanix is, I guess this, this, this broad product offering allows you guys to know that if, whether it's six products that will accomplish the goal or nine, they all fit together. There is no customization right. to make the pieces fit together. Yeah. So here's my sunshine and happiness okay. slide right okay, here. Okay, good. This we got some the, sunshine. Yeah. So the last one, you know, was very dark and gloomy and now we have the, yes, exactly what you just said which is OTX is about taking the Nutanix software portfolio and we have and we have products that do all these infrastructure -y kinds of things right there's the core capabilities of of converging the compute and the storage and the networking on a very small footprint so that it's very manageable it's very simple mm -hmm. we also have things like like software for how you manage all these systems, how you secure them, how you connect them together. This picture right here, so if you're a business person and you're looking at this picture, I will say that this is the picture that, that your IT person will look at and go, yeah, well, anybody can draw a picture. <laughs> and sure. Because what it says is that all those things that, that they worry about and they sweat over, right? This single control plane means that like from one place you can manage everything, right? Just think about like how with your, with your security yes. home automation system, you yeah. sit on your sofa with a little yeah. thing, right? You yeah. can control everything yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah. That, the orchestration, like the, well, what happens if I want to take this same app or this workload that's here and we need to deploy it at another site and it needs to use those same Azure services that is like all this complexity. We're saying, okay, it's an all-in-one. It's kind of in a box. It's not in a physical box mm -hmm. because we're actually hardware agnostic. So you can run on whatever. But the point yeah. is, here's a package. You drop it in, it wherever it can be big, it can be small, it could scale, it can run, it does all these things, and you can run your old legacy systems on it because it has this thing called virtualization. Okay, well that's a right? good thing, you right? You do that, <laughs> and and you can run all the new stuff because we got the container support and all and and what the new digital stuff wants. So now you can so that like computer that's sitting over there with yeah. the SCSI port, like we can virtualize all that put it on this now it's living on the same kind of 
computing ecosystem with all the new stuff. Nice. It's like it's like sunshine and happiness. This is why a lot of IT people would look at this and go, anybody can draw a picture, but it really works. Yeah. That's the because this so we're not a startup company. We have six thousand customers around the globe. This is assembled using products from our portfolio that are already deployed, they're nice. working, not just in oil and gas, but in every industry you can imagine. So this is all proven stuff. Well, what not, I like about it's it is not, uh, it's not vaporware. Yeah. And what I like about it is, is people who might go like, I don't want to open this can of worms or this bowl of spaghetti because all my equipment's obsolete. It's going to be really crazy expensive. It sounds like they can actually work with you. And some of those what would be obsolete pieces of equipment can be kind of brought into the 2020 and actually yeah. function and do all of this cloud activity and everything else. It's amazing what we can do with that. And in fact, there was that was what one of our friends at Air Liquide, who we did a, a podcast, the Oil and Gas Tech podcast with, and yeah. he got and he and he went on for a half hour about and that's exactly what they've done with all of their process. And he's an OT guy. Wow. And so Mark and I sat down and talked with him and he went on and on about how they took all their like remote process control stuff and did Amazing. exactly that. So, well, that's great. So if somebody is listening and they're going, you know what? I, I mean, they, I mean, there is so much to this that I could see how somebody would maybe want to talk to you or maybe kind of open this up to ask questions what's a great way for someone who is listening right now to reach out to you and and maybe start the process of learning more about Nutanix my LinkedIn profile is very easy to find I've also written a number of articles that are on that you can that you can find on my okay. LinkedIn profile that kind of break down some of these subjects you know since I since I went to Nutanix to do this really interesting thing so that you can kind of the chronicles of me doing that and breaking down the problem and the value proposition and so if you don't if you want to if you want to check me out a little bit more before you start talking to me <laughs> you can read what yeah. i had to say and see if it's worth but I'm, I'm really easy to reach that way well that's terrific well thank you to you and and nutanix for deciding to really sit here with me and allow us to learn more and you know if anybody out there is like me, they're going like, it's kind of nice to hear someone break it down a little bit. You know, the idea of like people throwing around words like ITOT and right. digital. Yeah. It's nice to kind of you're think, not in that world, yeah. right? It's hard to know what, what that means. I got to tell you though, really, I'm only here to go get the four pack after, <laughs> yes. after we're done. Yes. And that, and what he's referencing is we are at Churrasco's. The food here is amazing and they are doing their family four packs and six packs. It's pretty incredible and it's really affordable. So check them out. Churrasco's.com. Thank you, Thanks, Michael yeah. Sullivan. Right. And if your company has a real solution to a real problem, come on the oil and gas pitch podcast and Meet me, let's talk about it and prove it here on the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. Now a quick word about events on deck. Hey everybody, Alex here with the events on deck. So due to current circumstances, of course, we are not able to have any in-person events. So I have nothing of that nature to update you guys on, but we have been hosting some virtual events. So OGGN is wanting to offer free webinars, live happy hours, etc. during this time. Since these events are not scheduled out as far in advance as in-person events, we would like to keep you guys updated via Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So be sure to keep checking up on that. 
and we'll keep you guys posted on anything we're offering. It has been free. We want to offer you guys value during this time that we're all at home. So please continue checking in and joining us for these virtual events. We are looking forward to seeing you guys whenever we're able to have in-person events and hope you're staying safe and sound. Check us out next week for another witty and sometimes spicy episode of the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com. Oil & Gas Global Network.